In this episode, we have Coach Tapper. He's an amazing author, saxophone player, and health coach. With his past of having cancer and witnessing the loss of his wife, he dedicated his life to implement lifestyle changes and impact others as a personal and professional health guide. We talk about fasting, fibers, the importance of fruits and vegetables, parasites, and so much more. You're in for a great conversation. Enjoy. Welcome to Soul Rich Radio Tapper. It's so nice to have you here. The first question that I would like to ask is what lights up your soul? Whoa. I know, very deep for the beginning. Yeah, huh? start with something <laughs> easy. <laughs> what lights up your soul? You know, I guess we first got to figure out what is your soul? Okay. I but like we'll that. just, yeah, we'll, we'll go with the generic meaning um, your emotions. I believe your soul is where your emotions dwell. And I tell you what, Jessica, recently, and this is since our last interview and even before that, maybe a couple of weeks, I have just been overwhelmed with gratitude. It's Mm. something new that I, I don't know how to explain it, but sometimes, and we were talking about meditation, Sometimes in my meditation, tears just start running down my eyes. You know, I'm just so overwhelmed with with gratitude. I realize that this this human experience is but for a short time. It's just a blip in time. And I've been given this opportunity and I just, I enjoy every day. So what lights up my soul is gratitude. That just... Wow. Thinking about mm. gratitude, it's amazing. It's the highest vibration. It's ah. it's the godly state. It really is. Uh-huh. So I would like to know, how did you get here? How did your journey as a health coach start? What inspired you? Well, that's a good question. I was married for 38 years. And my first wife, she passed away in 2015. And that was, you know, like I said, after 38 years, well, she was a type one diabetic. She got diabetes when she was pregnant. And that was in 1976. So from that point on, I started, I became a researcher. I felt that there should be a way to reverse diabetes. Now, let me uh, explain type one diabetes is when you're pancreas is not producing insulin type 2 diabetes which is what everybody has nowadays you can get rid of that by just your diet you know controlling your diet that's comes from uh people having a bad diet eating the wrong things Mm. but what do you think i'm sorry what do you think can cause diabetes one like what can be the ultimate cause for for that failure in your pancreas Well, the way it was explained to us was it was stress, the stress of the pregnancy. And I believe from my research, what she had done to her body previous to that, because when she was a teenager, you know, she did drugs, acid and all different kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And our bodies are resilient, but they can only take so much. 
And even though she didn't have effects from the drugs, once she got pregnant, the stress of pregnancy, which is huge, once she got pregnant, the stress of pregnancy, her body just couldn't handle it. And her pancreas, you know, gave out. And we tried everything. And, you know, for 38, 40, 50, you know, mm. 45 years, I've been researching. And so I just got into nutrition that way. And she had gained weight and we struggled to lose weight. We tried everything, but I learned afterwards that as a type one diabetic, she was retaining fluid. It wasn't that she was gaining weight, but she was retaining fluid because she was, had developed a, a CHF congestive heart failure. And so her heart was not pumping the fluids the way it should be. And so she was retaining fluid. It wasn't weight gain, like we think of weight gain. So that caused me to become a health coach after what I had learned over the years, all the knowledge and everything. I just, I just wanted to share it with people. and it, it hurt me so bad, you know, when she passed because of disease, I just mm -hmm. developed a passion. I want to keep everybody that I can away from that avenue. And did you go through something yourself as well? Yes, I did. Um, recently, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer and wow. it was kind of a shock to me because I'm a health coach. I've helped other people. Mm -hmm. I helped a lady with stage four breast cancer. She turned that around and became cancer free in six months. Um, I've helped other people with cancer beat cancer. And, you know, in my opinion, cancer is the most curable disease in this country. And so when they told me I had cancer, I was like, ah, oh. the doctor said I could do chemo, radiation, surgery, or we could do nothing. And I'm real uh I'm, I'm a coward in that respect so i said let's do nothing i didn't want <laughs> any of those things so he said okay well with prostate cancer it either they say either a rabbit or a turtle it grows fast or it grows slow so we'll just monitor it over a year and see how fast it's growing i said okay meanwhile i knew what i was going to do and i started immediately attacking cancer and the thing about cancer if you create a hostile environment for cancer to live. If you create a hostile environment for cancer to live, then cancer will not live, it'll die. It's just like anything else. If I create a hostile environment for you to live, Jessica, mm -hmm. eventually you're not gonna live. And so yeah. with cancer, cancer lives and thrives in acidic, an acidic environment. So how do you create a hostile environment? Make it alkaline. Mm. And that's what I started doing immediately is just making my body alkaline. And it even got to the point where it was too alkaline. I, I had <laughs> labs done and they said my pH was eight, you know, which, which is high. And it can, it can hurt you being too alkaline as well, but I wasn't worried about it because I was on a cancer killing spree. Wow. <laughs> I think that's all it, it results to alkalinity and acidity at the end yeah. of the day, any diet, you can name it any diet, but at the end of the day, you just need to have the good balance because obviously an over alkaline body is not great either, but right. an acidic body, that's where cancer and everything resides. So we need to be at that middle point in order exactly. to, to get the best benefits of our microbiome and our enzymes and our vitamins. 
because right. it's like good bacteria is good too, right? We shouldn't kill all of it. Right. That's why, we yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, we need that. And I think there's people that are obsessed with, with always cleansing and always drinking herbs every day. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I do the same. I have my teas every day, but I know too much of herbs is also bad because you're stressing the body. You're, you're making it forced to to speed up the metabolism and the immune system, like the way that it runs, like the system, instead of just letting it do it on its own, being patient, right? right? Like you're overworking it in a sense. Right, it's like if you yeah. create an environment for health to thrive, then it will thrive. You don't have to force it, you just create the environment, you know, and that's a big difference than uh, making it over alkaline. You're trying to force it, yeah. and but just create a, a good environment because the body just loves to be healthy, it mm -hmm. will gravitate towards being healthy if you just provide what it needs. You don't have to overdo it either. <laughs> exactly, and that's how I feel now. I feel that our immune systems are strong to overtake anything, even even the V. I don't want to say the word in case it gets snatched in algorithms, <laughs> but even uh -huh. the V, I do feel that yeah. that our immune system is godly, and we are able to be strong enough to undergo any type of imbalance honestly yeah if we take if we take the protocols that we're meant to take which everything resides in nature and you know that's a good point because i saw a picture of a 10 year old girl and she passed away from covid and the the caption said the parents are trying to figure out why their healthy 10 year old died from covid mm. well in her picture she was obese and that's become such a norm that now they accept obesity as as healthy yeah but that's a disorder and when your body mm -hmm. is in disorder it's it's at a disadvantage that's not a healthy environment and i i really want people to understand that that obesity is not normal and it's not healthy i feel that everything leads back to parasites all diseases, even Alzheimer's, even autism, even everything, obesity, everything goes back to parasitical consciousness because think about it, they do reside wherever there's any, like you said, any discomforts, any imbalances, anything acidic. That's where they right. thrive, especially if you're one that's consuming a lot of sugar and carbs and you're lacking on fibers, which is kind of like the problem here in the US where everyone consumes more carbs and sugars than fiber and veggies and that's a big problem because we need fiber can you discuss the importance of fiber oh yeah fiber is, <laughs> is great yeah and now with all the foods that we get the processed foods well what is processed foods basically they take the fiber out because they want to take wow. they want to take a big let's say a pineapple and put it in a little box. They do that by removing the fiber and then all they have is liquid. Fiber, our body needs fiber to, um, for one, it makes you feel satiated, you feel full. Um, if you just eat processed foods, it's like you're never satisfied. And you're, you're always constantly... storing those toxins and that waste. You're not right. letting it flow. Your bowel's just getting like saturated, exactly. yes. And that's the other thing about fiber, since it is not digestible, it passes through your system undigested. So that makes it like a broom, just going through your system, cleaning out the uh, colon, the intestinal tract. Mm -hmm. 
and it it moves everything through your system. If somebody complains about constipation, um, there's two things I'll tell them to do. One, drink more water. Two, eat more fiber. Get more fiber in your diet. And there's two kinds of fiber. There's the soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. The soluble fiber is important for cholesterol because soluble fiber attaches itself to cholesterol in our body and it drags it out. Since it's not digestible, it will pass through your system. So once it attaches itself to that cholesterol, it's gonna drag it out of your system, drag it out of your body. And that will help keep cholesterol in check. And can you give me examples of insoluble and soluble fibers? Yeah, insoluble fibers, you can get it in your vegetables, fruit, grain, and the soluble fiber is like oatmeal, mm -hmm. uh, apple pectin, and it, it, it absorbs water, it makes it soluble, but the insoluble fiber, the, the husk, as we call it, mm -hmm. in vegetables that, mm -hmm. you know, you chew up, but it doesn't get digested. Um, I always have trouble saying this word, psyllium husk. Yeah. That's funny because it's spelled, I have the same problem. Yeah. It starts with a P and I try to say psyllium. Psyllium, yeah. But I don't know what the what the correct pronunciation is, but I know what you're talking about. Psyllium, let's call yes. it psyllium. Psylliums, yeah, yeah. Psyllium husk, I know that can also work as a laxative, right? Yes, that's very good. And you'll nice. find that in, in Metamucil. And it's funny because you put it in water and it swells up. So if you get like Metamucil, which, you know, they add some other stuff to it. I just like to get, go to health food store and buy the psyllium husk mm -hmm. in a container, but you put like a tablespoon in a glass of water and stir it up and you have to drink it immediately. Mm. Otherwise it'll start swelling up. Now mm. that's a good thing because I use it in my smoothies to make my smoothies thick without adding any other kind of filler. I'll put a tablespoon in my smoothie and blend it up and it makes it like a kind of ice cream consistency. Ooh, I know, I know flax seeds and chia seeds can also be used as thickeners as well yeah. since they create like a gel-like consistency once you blend it or once you leave it there for a while, which is pretty cool. Exactly. And that's soluble so there's so fiber. many options. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. And what do you recommend for a parasite cleanse? Whoa. Parasite cleanse. <laughs> I want to get straight to the point. Parasites, because I know that's the cause of so many imbalances. Yeah. Now, I would have to get the material to do that, the parasite cleanse. <laughs> the first thing that I recommend is the colonics. Mm -hmm. And that cleans the intestinal tract. Colonics is a high-powered wash. It's like a high-powered enema, and enema just cleans the lower part of your intestines, but a colonic goes all the way through your intestines and cleans the whole intestines. That will get a lot of parasites out of your intestinal tract. And matter of fact, they when they do that, most of them have a little jar that the fluid passes through and they collect it. Now, I was told this by the individual that gave me my colonic, he said that many times they will catch creatures in there, things with eyes and, 
and fingers and, and claws. Claws. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Teeth. Right. <laughs> Things that are living in your intestinal tract. Insane. Scary. But have you seen that YouTube video of a white blood cell attacking a parasite? Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? <laughs> Isn't that great? Those are our boys. That's us. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so crazy. Like our mitochondria is so powerful so powerful yeah. and this is the thing that the food that we eat is information for ourselves for our cellular health so it's just way more than the cravings it's it's above that it's we are what we eat completely 100%. right now you talked about cravings yeah. there's times that you crave candy you crave sweets mm -hmm. i've run into people like that and it's usually because of an imbalance in their nutrition what I did was get them on a right nutritional track and those cravings went away. Their body was lacking something and, and the cravings came and it kind of, it, it, it kind of exposed itself as craving for something sweet, but it's that your body is lacking something. Yes. Once you give your body mm -hmm. all that it needs, then you'll find the cravings will go away. Mm -hmm. that's true that is so true and i've witnessed that myself i always crave something sweet after something salty and then after i have this <laughs> sweet i want the salty and it's just like this this journey but then once i start incorporating more dark leafy greens like spirulina moringa chlorophyll chlorella i stop craving the sugar completely exactly. and and it actually makes me crave medicinal food like i literally start mm. to crave medicinal food like wormwood tea wormwood tastes like shit but <laughs> <laughs> but the more bitter, the more medicinal. And I think I just became obsessed with that, with that feeling of just being parasitical free, honestly. And it's crazy yeah. because when you do have a lot of parasites, you can see it in your stool. Whenever your stool looks kind of dry, like it has like flaky white stuff. I know that's because you're just you're pooping out all your parasites. And it's crazy because if even if you just do a water fast for three days, you're still pooping out parasites. And parasites don't even come out in your digestive. They can appear in the form of acne, of rashes. They come out of our bodies. And I know right. certain herbs attack them, which is like black walnut, clove, wormwood. Mm -hmm. If you actually combine those three, that's a powerful parasitical cleanse. And I know on the full moon, Parasites lay the most eggs. That's when they're what. That's when they're the most activated. That's why they say the evil people come out in the full moon. The crazy people, the maniacs, the lunatics. Luna. The word Luna is in that word. The monsters, the moonsters. You get wow. it? It's just the full. <laughs> it's the full moon. So what I'm thinking, it goes back to internally, right? Looking at mm -hmm. it on a microscopic level, it's like it's the parasites. So if we can start doing a cleanse like three days before the full moon and on the full moon, we're able to kill the parasites and also you know what's a good snack that you should be eating those days pumpkin seeds sunflower seeds and papaya seeds because when they eat them they immediately die wow and you mentioned yeah. bitters also yes and that's as a rule of thumb anything bitter helps get rid of parasites aloe vera is a good example um Wow. Alo, yeah. Aloe vera. Aloe means bitter and vera means truly. Aloe vera is truly bitter. <laughs> you know, it's horribly bitter. <laughs> but yeah, any any bitter medicinal. Like that. Mm -hmm. Medicinal. Now, Oregano another, oil. Yeah. You mentioned something. Oregano oil about, is really good. 
about coming out in mm -hmm. your stool. And that is so yeah. critical. People don't look at their stool. If you wanna gauge what's going on in your body, you have to look at what's coming out of your body. That's kind of gross, mm -hmm. but if you have, let's say you look at it and you see real dark black, that could be internal bleeding, mm -hmm. you know? As the blood dries, it turns real black and you can have internal bleeding. There's a lot of things that you can tell by looking at your stool. That's very important. You, you can see red and, and that's mm -hmm. fresh blood. So you have bleeding somewhere mm -hmm. close to, you know, where the exit is. But mm -hmm. that's real important. And people that they just have a lot of diarrhea, that they can't solidify their, their poop. What do you think that is? Is that the lack of fibers or the lack of iron? Or what do you think that is that can mean? You know, this may sound odd, but it mm -hmm. could be constipation. Mm -hmm. People think that constipation is just when they can't get a movement. But what can happen a lot of times is when you get your colon impacted, the sides of your colon get impacted with fecal matter, then your, your, your feces is just going to pass through. And it can be more liquid form because it, the solids get stuck to the side. So even if you drink more water, you can see results there where you can loosen up and add more fiber. You can loosen up the impacted fecal matter around the sides of the colon, you know, and clean that out. But yeah, if you have diarrhea, usually it's something in intestinal or in your stomach. Um, food poisoning, you ate something that you don't agree with, something that was spoiled, something like that, you know, and what your body does, it wants to get rid of it as quickly as possible. So instead of processing it or trying to digest it, it will just moving right along, moving right along. So that's a good thing, you know, mm -hmm. but if it continues for a long time, then you might need to see somebody. Of course. And probiotics are important too, no? Do you think you should consume yeah. And that's especially important after fasting. Ooh, if after you, fasting. Yeah, if you go on a fast, two or three day fast or, or longer, you know, you, your intestinal tract, the good bacteria gets flushed out, everything gets flushed out. And so you need to start the first thing I recommend my clients to do after a fast is to eat probiotics. And they can eat yogurt, you know, just plain yogurt, not flavored, just plain yogurt, because that's a culture and it's mm -hmm. probiotics. Get the Kombucha. good bacteria. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get the good bacteria in your system first before you start eating. Wow. It's so crazy how every breakfast, lunch, and dinner is an opportunity to serve ourselves, to elevate our souls. Why is it that in this Western culture, everything is so processed? What do you think yeah. is the bigger picture of this? Like, why, why do they do that to us? Why do they not advertise real health as the norm? Right. Instead of, yeah, it's just like a culture of, of symptoms, of healing the signal, but never healing the root. Exactly. It's, it's the bottom line is money. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's dollar driven. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, Jessica, if we learn to listen to our bodies. That's true. You ever, you ever seen a dog get sick? And what does it do? It goes and... Uh, it'll eat grass, start eating grass, and mm -hmm. it will vomit, and then it'll eat its own vomit. And people look and say, oh, that's gross. 
But what is the dog doing? The dog is sick, so he's eating pre-digested food, something easy for his system to digest. It's pre-digested because he pre-digested it, mm -hmm. <laughs> vomited it out and he'll eat it back. But you look at that, how his body tells him what to do. Eats the grass, something green. Dogs are carnivorous. They eat meat. Why is he eating grass? Because his body is telling him what to do. We can do the same thing. Listen to your body. Mm -hmm. There's times that you feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like I want lemon juice. I don't know why, but I feel mm -hmm. a craving for lemon juice. I don't ask questions. I put some on my salad. I get some lemon juice. Our bodies tell us what they need, what it needs. So just mm -hmm. follow it. Listen to it. Yes. Listen to your heart and listen to your stomach. That's another brain there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. And I know that there's also an importance in knowing when to eat because our bodies follow a circadian rhythm. So that's why eating at certain times, like eating at nighttime can be very detrimental or at a time that your body's not used to. Can you discuss like the importance of eating at certain times? Well, what I do and the program that I use for my clients, I have them eat every two to three hours. And people hear that and they say, oh, that's a lot. No, that's because you're used to a plate full of food. But if you eat small meals every two to three hours, a meal could be a plum. A meal could be just a small bite. And what I do, I'll take like a salad bowl. I'll take a salad bowl and I'll break it up into little small containers. And I'll eat that every two to three hours. You don't get a chance to really get hungry because you feel satiated all the time. You're eating every two to three hours. And that, really, that's what we are. We're grazers, you know. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, caveman day, when Fred and Wilma were hanging out, they were looking for food. They'd find a little food here, they'd travel some more, they'd find some berries, and they didn't have a big plate of food, just grazers, a little bit yeah. ongoing, you know, constantly. Every two to three hours, just eat a little bit. And that way you avoid mm -hmm. insulin spikes, you avoid sugar spikes, you have steady sugar uh, levels, and your body can. Uh, absorb the glucose that it needs doesn't have to store any extra because you're not eating any extra you're eating just enough that will supply you for the next two to three hours and then you do it again yeah that is so true and what about the culture of eating meat like i know we came from that barbaric well they say the cavemen's that they were hunting for food but now everything is accessible now we can eat like the garden of eden get direct protein instead of recycled protein what are your thoughts right. on that well i think it's a myth the caveman you know, <laughs> i think so too but <laughs> <laughs> because think about what yeah think about what they were facing they were the the food <laughs> they were being chased by the meat do you think so, they existed hmm yeah, I think they they might have been, you know, chased by I mean, by there could have animals. been people that were caveman consciousness, right? That they were just totally like outsiders of this world, like recluses that were just like adapting, you know, like maybe like animals. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't like the whole evolution that we came from monkeys, all of that just is it's like weird to me. I don't I don't think. Yeah, that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I 
I say caveman and I'm talking about prehistoric man. Yeah. But I don't think they were out there hunting down animals like uh, big game animals. You know, they might have yeah. ate some chickens and squirrels, <laughs> little things like that. But they primarily ate berries and, and nuts and things that were readily accessible. Mm -hmm. I think that because that's what we uh, live off of and could live healthily off of today. It's the same thing. My brother was using a cave, he called it a caveman diet. And basically it's anything that you can grow in your garden in the backyard. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't grow cows and things like that. And I can't kill them. <laughs> I can't just go up and eat a cow. You know, actually, Jessica, meat, if you ate meat raw, it's alkaline. When you cook it, it becomes acidic. But oh, we yes, know, of course. We know the dangers of eating un undercooked meat in America. He <laughs> don't want to do oh, it. No, yeah, no, and I know meat doesn't really have fiber. It's more just fat, right? Yeah, it's it's and people yeah. say, oh, it's protein. I got to have protein. You do have to have protein, but you don't have to have meat. Meat, meat is, is actually low protein. <laughs> it's recycled protein. It's, it's recycled. What the animal yes. ate, and now you're getting recycled protein. Get it fresh like the animal yes. did. You want to be strong like a horse? Well, get fresh protein like the horse did. <laughs> yes, which protein, for, for those that don't know any sources of protein, you can get it through everything through pumpkin seeds, through spinach, through kale, through lentils, the list goes yeah. on, <laughs> the on list goes on. on. Tofu, even though tofu, I wouldn't recommend so much because I know it's man-made. The only mm. soy that's not man-made is edamame. Edamame is natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The good thing about tofu is it's cultured. So yeah. it, it grows and it's, it's living, but yeah the uh mm -hmm. the rest of that i leave alone you know i i wish i had looked his name up the strongest man on earth that he won the competitions for the strength mm -hmm. contest and everything he's a vegan so yeah if you think yeah. about you you need meat to get muscle just think about that that is true <laughs> and like how we had mentioned in their last episode how our intestines are not made up for that and our teeth either. We're not, exactly. we're not carnivores. <laughs> exactly. If we really aren't. When archaeologists <laughs> dig us up thousands of years from now, they're going to look, like you said, they're going to look at our teeth and say, oh, these are herbivores. And with 40 feet of intestines, folks, if you want disease, let me give you a quick tip. Eat a lot of meat. Put meat out on the sidewalk and watch what happens to it. It'll sit there, it'll decompose, maggots, it'll, it'll putrefy, it will rot. Mm. That's what happens in your intestinal tract because 40 feet of intestines is a great place for meat to rot and putrefy. Now your intestinal tract is where your body gets all the nutrients from. As the food passes through it, it's taking nutrients off of what is in your intestinal tract. So if you have meat, rotten meat in your intestinal tract, that's what your body is eating. That's what you're feeding your brain. You get brain fog, your heart, your liver, all those things. Mm -hmm. It's feeding off of that rotten meat that you have in your, in your system. Now, 
meat eaters like we talked about tigers dogs lions those are meat eaters they've got six feet of intestines so that meat is going to pass through them we have 40 feet of intestines it's going to take a while some people have meat in their system that they've had for years <laughs> sitting in there that's a bad thing and it's crazy because you're that's even just like the physical aspect of it there's you know how there's always a physical emotional mental in the spiritual plane when you do eat an animal you are ingesting their karma their soul you can wash a meat many times doesn't matter how clean it looks but it still carries the essence of that animal because there's in the blood particles exist a soul whether you can't see it with your naked eye is like it's still there and you're ingesting that trauma from when they got killed and you already know that the meat here especially in the u.s is not humane i don't even believe in that word humane right. <laughs> at all so people, yeah it's just there's so many points to that people may not believe in that and think it's hokey pokey and all that but as we said earlier your soul yeah. is the root of your emotions and so you think of that animal as he's being butchered you know it's horrifying and that is what goes through that animal as mm -hmm. it's being killed and then you end up eating it you're consuming that same thing and i also feel that eating animals also keeps you more more geared towards your lower chakras which is right. like the chakras that rule lust, that rule anger, that rule power, that rule greed. So that's why people are in this like competition and in this chaotic world, you know, like if everybody right. were to just eat peaceful foods, be leveled, be balanced, be feeling high vibrational, meditating, I feel like everything will shift on a cellular level. And once it shifts right. internally, it shifts outwardly. Yeah, you, you hear people, they use the phrase, wow, he's an animal. That explains it right there. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how the truth is in the words, like in symbolism? I feel like symbolism is going to be the downfall. That's going to be the awakening for humanity because everything resides in the words. It's so true. That's right. We use those words and don't pay any attention to it. <laughs> Not knowing that we're casting spells because words are worlds. And words, an anagram for words is swords. Hmm. Swords and words are the same thing because they can be swords too. That's how that is so true. I know. I'm kind of a little obsessed with etymology and anagrams, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to debunk some myths about about meat eating, about healthy eating and fasting. What are some myths that you constantly hear that you would like to tell the audience? Well, I heard that if you're trying to build muscle, you cannot fast. Mm. And of course, meat eaters aren't thinking about fasting, but they're the main ones that need to fast regularly. Mm -hmm. You know, a plant eater, someone that eats a plant-based diet, really doesn't need to fast, um, you know, with any frequency. You can do it, but you don't need to do it with any frequency. It's a cleansing and people that eat meat, they really need to fast and give your body a break because it's so much work breaking oh, down yeah. that meat. Let your body rest, man. Give it a, For give it a day you. off. <laughs> 
let your organs exactly maybe like not consuming solids for a whole day or something just juicing what types yeah. of fasting do you recommend or do you think we should follow different forms of fasting i know there's water fasting there's dry fasting which they practice a lot in like hinduism and krishna religions there's um there's different types of fastings which one would you recommend for i guess the regular person that just has never fasted and they want to begin well, by definition, fasting is, is abstaining from food. Mm. Um, water is not a food. Water is like oxygen. It's something that your body needs to mm -hmm. survive. So you have to drink water while you're on a fast. That's essential. As bad as you have to breathe while you're fasting, you have to drink water. Because what happens is when you stop consuming food, then it slows your metabolism down and movement through your system will slow down. So it's just like using the toilet without water in it. You know, you just get crud stuck in there. So you need to drink a lot of water. Actually, you need to super hydrate while you're fasting. Drink more water than you normally would. So if somebody just wanted to try fasting, Nowadays, I hear a lot about intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. and that's a good thing that you can do just to get a feel of it. And if you really struggle with food addiction, just do a fast in the evening, like make your last meal, let's say eight o'clock, mm -hmm. and then don't eat until, go as late as you can in the morning. Don't have breakfast early, maybe go until noon. And then that would be a fast from eight o'clock to noon. And that's when you break your fast. Breakfast is breaking fast. Mm. So have breakfast at noon and then extend it as much as you can, little by little, keep mm -hmm. trying to extend it. But, you know, a short fast for me is three days. And that's, I do it for yeah. spiritual reasons as well yeah. as healthy reasons. And it's a lot like meditation. We were talking about meditation Fasting has similar effects because food is the number one psychological need to the body. And I say psychological because mm -hmm. it is. It's the number one psychological need. So if you stop eating food, then you can break addictions like smoking, drugs. And I've walked people through this. You get them on a fast and all the other addictions mm -hmm. just drop away. Oh, yeah. So powerful. If you can control fasting, you can control anything because <laughs> that's, that's our primal instinct. That's instant sense gratification that we crave. Exactly. So wow. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on Ayurveda? Have you heard what of that? What is that? No. Oh, okay. So Ayurveda is an ancient it's the most ancient food system that exists and it derives from India and they believe each person, we all have water in us. So we all have the elements of water. We're like, I forgot how much percent of water. Over 75%. Yeah, like 75, right? Mm -hmm. But we all have doshas, which are the elements. We all have fire, air, and earth. And we have it here and in our stomachs. So our minds, we have a separate dosha. And in our, in our system, in our body, we have another dosha. So for example, I did a quiz and I have air. So, my, so it's vata. 
So I'm Vata, Vata Air. So that means I'm very creative. I'm a good channeler. I can receive downloads. I I just, I'm like always thinking and always um, manifesting. And I'm just that person, <laughs> just super creative. But then I struggle with putting it sometimes to work, to the physical. And that's where the fire comes in, the ambition, the hardworking. Um, or sometimes it's hard for me to ground and grounding is earth. I lack that. So for example, like meditation teachers, yoga instructor, um, teachers, they're probably kapha minded because they're good in, in grounding and going to the heart and just anything that has to do with earthing, with grounding. So it's kind of interesting. And then my, my body, I am actually PETA. I'm fire. <laughs> you know that my energy. Yeah. I'm also an Aries moon. So, um, so Aries is the sign of fire and the moon is your subconscious mind. It's your inner you. So, so I have a PETA body and I have an Aries moon, so I am fire. But the downfall of that is that my acids are strong. So yeah, I don't really gain weight. I break down foods quickly. I have a fast metabolism, but I break out. Um, I, I sweat a lot. It's just my toxins are always coming out. So for a person that has a pita body, I have to eat a lot of grounding foods, salads, which is air. Salad is the element of air. People that have the element of, let's say, um, kapha earth they tend to crave a lot of sweets crave a lot of dairy crave you get me they're they're more like their skins are more moist they're more like they're, they're actually the ones that gain weight quick those are kapha people they're earth so they need fire in their system they need like like herbs and spices and stir fries and all of that and that's something that me as a pita i love i'm obsessed with spicy food and alcohol oh, no no not alcohol sorry um caffeine i meant <laughs> before my, my crazy days but no i i love caffeine i love um like stir fried and spicy food but that's something that i can't have because i already have too much acid i'm already too fiery so i need food to like calm the fire water the fire right okay <laughs> so it's pretty interesting so that's why everyone is so unique and people that have a lot of air in them, they tend to get bloated a lot. They crave airy foods. So they crave a lot of like candy, like um, Skittles and, and cookies and um, even salads, like just salads in general. So they're the ones that need more grounding foods, like actual earth foods, onions, turmeric. Um, so it's kind of crazy. It's cool. It's like everyone, we all have two doshas. And wow. we should eat according to our doshas. And I think this can even help you out with your meal plans. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because everyone is something. unique. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Talking to you. We're all, we're all reflections. We're all reflections. Yeah. Now, you said you're Aries. Is that your astrological sign? Yes. What, what birthday? I was born on Valentine's. Wait a minute. February. That's not Aries. No, no, no. I said Aries moon. My sun oh. sign is Aquarius. Ah, okay. So this is this is the three. So I am a sun Aquarius. So your sun sign is your purpose, is your role in this world, pretty much. It's like your your ego, right? So mm. an Aquarius. So they're humanitarians, they're weird people, they're um hippies, I guess you can say. Um but the only thing is that they're very detached. They're not emotional really. They're they are, but they don't get distracted in daily interactions because they just see the they can be detached because they're doing too much work on a bigger scale. So that's that's something about us Aquarians. 
so that's that and then like I was telling you your moon sign is your inner you your subconscious mind um it's just who you are inside so Aries okay. I'm fire I'm a, I'm a leader yeah <laughs> all of that <laughs> that's and then yeah, that is. And then your rising sign, which is your ascendant, that's that's how people perceive you. That's your first impression. So my rising sign is cancer and cancers are very sweet and nurturing. And that's why I appear as being very nice. You know, I am. But I also have fire in me. And then I'm also doing things on a global scale. <laughs> wow. Pretty powerful. I would love yeah. to read your chart, actually. Maybe one day when we get together, I'll read your chart and I'll discuss. Because yeah. that's pretty interesting. Our astrology is in the Bible. Like the Bible is an astrology book. It's, it's insane. And, you know, there's a lot of spiritual bypass, spiritual ego. I don't really trust everything. I feel like that's, that's become a trend. You know, mm -hmm. it's making the spirituality community look bad, especially these like gurus and these teachers and these masters all promoting the V. It's like, I don't know, I, I feel like if you do that, you're not really embodied with your soul. Like if you are, if you, if everybody were to listen to their hearts and their soul, it's okay. Whether you take it or not, at least you're listening right. to yourself. You're not, you know, you're not just getting influenced or like pressured by these celebrities and all these people so so yeah astrology is very interesting everything in our lives is already scripted like if you do a, like a deep 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 astrological reading you uh -huh. could even find out when you're gonna die because you find all this information by knowing your the time that you were born but if you don't have that information you can find out by just telling that astrologer like big dates in your life like big events like when you got married um when you separated from this partner, when you got in that car accident, when you graduated, like you mm. can find out information. So everything in our life is already scripted, but it's beautiful because we're here. We're here for it. We volunteered to come in this lifetime. Yes. We are the real warriors, not yeah. warriors, but warriors. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can do a live reading one time on yes. video. That'd be interesting. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I am going to start learning more because I do find it interesting. I've always been interested in that, but I want to study it more because depending on your chart also, you can see if your purpose on this earth is on a more public scale or on a more private scale. Sometimes you're just doing the work internally. Everything you're doing is just closed. It's for you and your loved ones. And then sometimes some people are here to do things on a huge scale. But either mm. way, even if you impact, even if one person hears this podcast, it's the same as if a million people hear it because one person, it's like that one light that just lights up everything that one flame right everything ripples out everything yeah so spread love smile to the world just walk around and smile at strangers because you're blessing a child you're blessing a life yes and when you give a smile away it always comes back always, always. <laughs> that's the only bad thing about wearing these silly <laughs> masks is you can't see the smiles I know. I hate that. I know. And like psychologically, me as the kids, like seeing these children in school, like growing up like that. Oh my God. Yeah. It's harming them psychologically and just in all ways, spiritually, mentally, everything. Because yeah. even breathing in that carbon, breathing in that acidity is producing carbon dioxide, which is acidic. So, yeah. Oh boy. It so breaks much. me. It breaks me. It breaks me. We're going to have to adapt some kind of way. Yeah, I know. I mean, let's see if we 
if we stand up. Let's see. Let's see how everything, how these life ev events unfold. We just right. got to keep doing the work. Keep doing the work. That's it. It's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And it's wild how we've come so far in science, but not in regards mm -hmm. to our health and our bodies. Knowing right. that this is the temple, and it's crazy in a way, it's like they want to ruin our temple, but this is where our soul lives. Like our souls mm -hmm. live in this temple. So we got to keep this temple clean, as clean as we can. And if right. they really cared, they would be promoting yoga, meditation, um, uh, drinking green juices. Mm -hmm. But no, like you said, everything goes, everything's profit. Everything is profit. And it's crazy because now we're living in a time where we have a voice. We have social media. Our social media platforms is like our own channel on TV. We all have our own channel on TV. So what are you what are you delivering? What are you displaying? Right. What's your purpose here? You know? Yeah. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Now the people, it's not like back in the day where we were forced to watch the news and see what these experts are doing. Forget that. Mm. I've met people that are not experts and are way more knowledgeable than the experts, than the right. ones that got the degrees, you know? Exactly. It's it's all about the journalists, the people, actually people that are getting silenced, those are the people that I hear because they're getting silenced for a reason. Uh-huh. Like Dr. Sebi. Do you know about Dr. Sebi? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Dr. Sebi. It was horrible, man, the way they treated him. I know. I mean, it's just, but that's what they do when yeah. you, when you actually help people, you know, you're damaging their purse. Because like you just said, they want to harm us because that's where the money is. They're selling all the cures for symptoms. But if you're healthy, then you're not profitable to them at all. So somebody that's promoting that kind of thing, you know, health, then they're a danger to the system. And mm -hmm. they came after him. He was curing things. I feel like they are the parasites on earth yeah. for real. Because exactly. a, a human, like, how can you not feel compassion? If I'm a president, man, I want to, you get me? Like how you were just saying earlier, if you win, I win. Like more great right. karma will come to me by helping. I leave, but then what am I, what's my legacy? Like, what am I, what did I really leave? Right. right, right. So it's crazy. I just don't feel that they're human at all. You know, and, what would be great, Jessica, if they just allowed the students, if they promoted meditation, just two or three yeah. minutes in the morning, allow them to meditate because we spend 12, 14, 16, 18 years developing the intellect, but spend no time on developing the inner man, you know, and the mind. So if they just would promote meditation, I heard about the research where they, it was transcendental meditation, and they went into Chicago in the, uh, it was around August, and they told the officials there that they were bringing in a group to meditate and they said they were going to reduce crime by 20%. And the chief of police, you know, he scoffed. He said it would take 20 feet of snow to reduce crime by 20%. So these people, they, you know, got in a building and they just meditated and meditated. And sure enough, crime went down 20% for two weeks while they meditated. Two weeks. And then once they stopped, it went back up. That's proven science. And just imagine if they were to let the students teach them meditation just a couple minutes in the morning. Imagine all across the country. 
We're oh. too sovereign. We're too sovereign. We're powerful. <laughs> I say that if humanity, if we were to all to wake up at once, we would be wizards. Wow. <laughs> we yeah. would be like like flying wizards. Like who knows? Maybe like Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology, like it, I feel that it was all real in a way. Like, remember that we're in the ages. So the Iron Age, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, the Golden Age, right. different levels of consciousness. I believe mm -hmm. in the in the Iron Age, you are at 25% consciousness. In the Silver Age, mm -hmm. you're at 50% consciousness. At the Bronze Age, you're 75% um, consciousness. And at the Golden Age, 100% consciousness. Wow. And we were in the Golden Age before. And wow. I think that's when Lemuria and Atlantis and Tartarians, like that's where mm -hmm. these ancient civilizations, they were shapeshifters, they were magical. They were, everybody was high in consciousness. We were eating, yeah. nothing was chemically, no, like... AI didn't exist. Right. We're not imitating right. Tesla's technology. And I, another thing about Tesla's technology is that they talk about electricity, but they don't talk about magnetism, knowing that magnetism is the main source. Magnetism, magnetism can live without electricity, but electricity cannot live without magnetism. And you know That's what's true. magnetic? The sun. The sun is magnetic. And think about it. One of these COVID protocols don't get sunlight what well not really but keeping us indoors right to protect right. ourselves but no like we need the sun the sun is everything the moon i believe is dielectric and then saturn is electric so our hearts they pulse they pulsate um they gravitate and that is more powerful than vibration than and vibration is electricity and that's our mind our stomachs are also vibration and electricity the only thing that's magnetism is our hearts so and this is wow. the most powerful so we got to lead with this with our mm. hearts yeah that's why when you're with people in certain times you feel like they they're draining you it's because like the waves the electricity it's just mm -hmm. dense waves. It's vibrating. It's it, it's draining. But then people, when you have like heart to heart connections with people, like right now, it just feels nice. It feels, right. it's almost just like medicine, right? I do feel that. And your own voice is magnetism to yourself. So you can literally heal so many ways by connecting back to yourself. And I feel like that's why Indian wisdom and just Eastern wisdom hasn't really gotten lost in translation. Mainly it has here in, in the West. Yeah. Well, you know, you think about the, the Incas and mm -hmm. how they just vanished. You know, we talk about, like you were saying, how powerful that we used to be at one time and shapeshifters and all these things. Mm -hmm. And here these people created all that stuff and then there's no trace of them. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's just wonder. now society has gotten so mundane. Like they're, it's not transcendental like it once was. I mean, we are getting there, but yeah, we still got yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> I, right. I hear more talk about consciousness now than I have in all my life. So it's mm -hmm. like you say, we're growing, we're growing, and we're getting more and more conscious. And that's a good thing because it only takes... With that experiment, they found that it takes 1% of the population. If 1% of the population meditated, they could affect the whole uh, planet or a state, a city. If just 1% were to meditate, then they could affect the whole city. So as we mm -hmm. continue to grow in consciousness, then I think we're going to continue to improve our lives and our environment. 
1000%. And also meditation is stillness and stillness is godliness. Stillness is, is everything. Our inner world is what creates our outer. And I feel like we have, we become so rely, reliable on just those quick dopamine receptors, especially on a world now of just fast entertainment, like TikTok, like those reels. We're, we're just, we're like messing up our dopamine. Like we're, yeah. it's just too much. So we all need to meditate. We need to distract mm-hmm. that inner, we always have an inner dialogue. That's why sometimes it's better to study with music in the background because that music is entertaining your inner your inner dialogue while your real self is absorbing the the knowledge that you're or the information that you're studying <laughs> so we have like two minds you know we <laughs> the subconscious and the conscious and we're, it's constantly it the subconscious mind absorbs everything 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 the conscious mind though doesn't so yeah we we just have to silence that and kind of just reset that and you can only do that through meditation really well, you know, the the subconscious mind, like you said, it retains everything that we experience through our five senses, everything that we see, taste, smell, mm-hmm. you know, it creates an image on the subconscious mind. Now, it's funny because the conscious mind acts actually acts as a filter to protect the subconscious mind because anything gets in there, the subconscious mind is going to act on it. You, I don't know if you're old enough to remember subliminal advertisement. Mm-hmm. They used to do it when I was a kid. You'd go to the movie theater, the drive-in, and you'd be watching. They had preview reels, you know, advertisement, cartoons, and whatnot. And all of a sudden, you'd get a craving for popcorn and Coca-Cola, and you'd get up and go to the concession stand. One frame out of 37 would be a picture of popcorn one frame out of 37 would be a picture of coca-cola and see what happens is you get the conscious mind occupied like you said you get it preoccupied okay the conscious mind is watching these cartoons now it's occupied it's no longer able to filter then they slip that one frame the conscious mind never even seen it but it slipped through and it got through to the subconscious mind that seed in the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind is the most fertile soil on this planet. That one seed got in there and all of a sudden I'm craving popcorn. That's why mm. subliminal advertisement, advertising is illegal in most countries. Mm. Most countries, it's illegal because it's lethal. Wow. And that's how wow. we do with meditation. Mm. And I used to wonder why is it that they say focus on your breathing in meditation? And that's because you can't still the mind, but if you can get the conscious mind to focus on something, now the subconscious mind can relax and breathe and do all those things, but you have to focus on something. It's like if, if mm-hmm. I tell you, don't, okay, Jessica, don't think of a pink elephant. Don't think of a pink elephant, Jessica, whatever you do, don't think of a pink elephant. All you're going to think of is a pink elephant. You, know? you said it so many times that I was like, pink elephant, pink elephant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though I say, don't do it. Don't think of a pink. Yeah. But there is a way that you could not think of a pink elephant. Think of mm-hmm. a brick wall. If mm-hmm. you focus on a brick wall, a brick wall, as long as you're focusing on a brick wall, you're not thinking of, oh, there goes that pink elephant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why when we meditate, wow. we have to focus on our breathing because if we mm-hmm. don't, then we're just going to go all over the place mm-hmm. and our mind just runs wild. So we have to 
harness it, focus on one thing mm -hmm. and meditate. And sit with it. A lot of people, they're like, oh, I can't meditate because I can't focus on a blank sleeve or I can't, I just can't. There's always thoughts. It's okay. Sit right. with it. Let the thoughts go like a, like a book. Just see the thoughts, see the thoughts and whatever thoughts don't serve you, make them minuscule and throw them out. Or yeah. just focus on light, focus on love, focus on those feelings. Sometimes I even tell people to even smile a little bit when you meditate because meditation can even have a such strong masculine energy that even yoga is a very masculine energy. So have fun with it, play. We need to balance our feminine and our masculine sides. And feminine sides, it's like dancing and singing, you know? Like we need to balance both. I feel like society has become overly masculine. We work and that's masculine. We go to the gym, that's masculine. Mm -hmm. We just meditate, again, amazing, but masculine. You know, like we need to invite that, that charm. We need to invite right. the intuition. We need to play, we need to flow. Uh, we, yeah. we need to be not just do exactly and unfortunately yeah. society teaches <laughs> just the opposite you know little boys don't cry be yeah. a man oh well, no that's not being a man being a man should be a balance of men both. are vulnerable yes honestly if and i think get that's behind beautiful. that shield yeah yeah exactly <laughs> don't get me wrong they're it, it, they have their time and place to be assertive i mean you most of what you are is masculine so you know mm -hmm. it's cool but allowing the feminine energies to also flow right and you know knowing that woman we are like the influencers we're the ones mm -hmm. that receive the the knowledge we're the influencers and men are the ones that put it to action the manifestors the creators the projectors the yeah they're the ones that make it happen so yeah. and women need that too if not we're just gonna be like i don't know trophy wives <laughs> <laughs> You know, like not doing anything, um, just chilling. But no, we all have to. We all we all have a purpose, and it's beyond beyond what we think it is. Definitely, well, and realize, it's crazy. Your purpose can be. We have many purposes, by the way, in our lifetimes. Realizing that is important, Jessica, especially in a marriage, and or not even a marriage, but a relationship, because you have to understand that each of you have a purpose, and each of you are different. So you have to be receptive to the other person's difference. Mm -hmm. What we do is, no, no, that's not the way to do it. Well, no, you do it that way. That's the way they do it. Yeah. So let them do it that way yeah. because that's their difference. That's their difference. And same thing with people getting the same idea and they're like, no, I don't want to do it because he's already doing it or she's already doing it. It's like, no, do it because the way you're going to do it is going to be different than the way they, they do that's it. Right. We're all different. Exactly. And I think, and I honestly think that's beautiful. We're all just a different flavor in this pot of life. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. add your spice, add your sweetness, add your touch. <laughs> I tell yeah, you, that's... it all goes back to intuition. It all goes back to listening to your heart, listening to your mind, listening right. to yourself. That's what made my marriage successful for 38 years is that I realized I, I understood what a woman's power was. A woman is a multiplier. I can plant a seed in her and she'll give me a baby. She multiplies mm. things. That's why women can mm. make a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> it's a little argument. Oh, no, that thing's going to blow up a man. He's done with that thing over with. But you buy women, us groceries and we make the food. <laughs> yeah, women multiply. And so what I, what I, when I learned that, what I did with my wife, you give a woman a little bit of love, 
she multiplies it and gives it back to you. So I gave her more love and she gave it back to me. And it just kept reciprocating. Oh. People don't learn that. They miss a valuable lesson. Wow. We're just portals. We're portals of, of light and love. And yes. we're the closest thing to, to the heavens, literally. Yeah. And if you go back far enough, we were all one, mm -hmm. you know, one body, male and female. Hu and human, human. Uh-huh. The man, Hugh. Hmm. Okay. Well, sorry, I'm just getting down yeah. this. <laughs> you and your, uh, <laughs> what were you saying? The, um, that word, word anagrams. <laughs> yeah, anagrams. But yeah, and then we parted and became two. And that's why women are predominantly right brain and men are predominantly left brain. Mm. But there was a time that we were all one, but there came a separating. And, and mm -hmm. that's why we need each other. You know, I, I asked my wife, I don't ask her what she thinks about something. I ask her, how do you feel about it? because women are more intuitive. They're more in touch mm -hmm. with their, their intuition and, and their spirit. So I'll ask her, how do you feel about this baby? And she'll tell <laughs> me how she feels. <laughs> you gotta add baby, and, you know, <laughs> I don't ask her what she thinks, cause I'll think about it. So I don't ask her what she thinks about it. I'll think about it, but I need to know how you feel about it. Put the thought and the feeling together and mm. you got a good decision. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, yes. I love that. And especially women on their period. That's very magical. That's, that is insane. So like, you know that the woman's body runs like the four seasons. So when you get your period, that week is like winter, you just feel cozy, you just want to cuddle, you want to watch movies, you cry over anything. It's just like that. It's like cozy season, right? And then after your period, um, what's after, <laughs> hold on, oh, it's spring. <clears throat> so after, after that week, it's spring, you feel better. You're like, okay, new beginnings. I don't have my period. Let me plant seeds. Let me clean. Let me, let me start the week. So that's spring. And then after spring comes summer. So in that week, you're like, okay, I feel good. I already accomplished my tasks. I want to party. That's when you just like party and you want to just be outgoing and chill with your friends and do everything physical. And then after that, after that week, you go back into like autumn, you go into autumn and you're just like, mm, okay, that's in, and when women are in that period, that's when they're like more intuitive in a sense like they're more like okay like time to calm down time to settle down and then boom we go back into into um winter so it's kind of crazy we are the wow. same <laughs> i never thought of it like that i know <laughs> <laughs> most people think of a woman on that time as being real moody and that explains the moodiness because it's the four seasons it's the four seasons exactly yeah. and and it's crazy because that moodiness, you can, you can channel that energy elsewhere. You can use, you can use that heightened pain and just transmute, you can transmute it. You really can. Herbs help women that are hearing this. Lemon balm helps. Um, I also mix chamomile with, with cinnamon and that helps with cramps. And once you just like, don't feel that pain, you can channel, you can meditate and everything is more amplified. You know that even our period blood is is sacred and we can use it we can put our period blood on our plants and and th those plants can grow to release any type of i guess benefit us pretty much it can okay folks we're going to a commercial break we'll be right back <laughs>
pretty deep. And same thing with semen, actually. So imagine we're living in a culture where we just empty it out on the toilet or whatever, but our insides are just so sacred and powerful. You know, you think of uh, things that come from your body like that, and there can be a powerful use for it, but we never know. You know, I, I didn't know the things that you just said. That's all new <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, let's let's go back to health. Let's go back to to yeah. nutrition. <laughs> and that's mental health that we were talking about. So it's yes, all health. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You're right. We're still on track. We're still on track. Right. But yeah, talking to me, I'm like esoteric, and then <laughs> <laughs> let's take it down a notch. Um, so can you discuss the importance of fruits and their electrical properties? Because I know fruits are electrical and very important. Yeah. You know, I don't know if people realize that we are electrical. And mm -hmm. so to eat electrical foods is very important. If you don't believe you're electrical, just watch next time somebody's heart stops beating, what do they do? They shock them. Why are they doing that? They're replacing the, the electricity that was going on and it stopped. And so they shock them to start that kickstart that electricity again. So foods, fruit. Now, fruit, I will say, are body cleansers. And I don't like to see people mix fruit and vegetables together because vegetables are bodybuilders. Fruit is your cleansing and you don't want to mix it too. For one, it takes different digestive enzymes to digest fruit as it does vegetables. And when you mix the two together, guess what country consumes more antacids than the rest of the world combined? the United Us? States, <laughs> yeah. we consume 40% of all the uh, acids mm. in the world, you know, and that's because of indigestion, we just mix up anything, we're not eating smart, we just consume. So eat fruit for cleansing. In the morning, I would recommend have fruit before noon. Yes, as your breakfast. Exactly. Wake up, drink water, eat fruits. Yeah. That's that's a great way to start the day and to balance your fructose and glucose exactly. as well. And I don't think there's a limit to how many fruits you can eat in the morning, right? No. 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 Well, I think that's another myth. For I have friends, well, a guy that he is a uh well, was a personal trainer and he would say, Oh, I never eat fruits because fruits have sugar and I'm trying to get big. Fruits don't make me get big. Please debunk that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. First of all, our body breaks everything down to sugar because that's energy. Our body needs sugar mm -hmm. for energy. So it's going to break everything down, carbohydrates, as, as uh, sugar. So if you want to build muscle, you're going to need sugar. Fruit is high in sugar, but it's not uh, high glycemic. It's not high on the uh, glycemic index. In other words, if you eat the fruit whole, it has the fiber. Mm -hmm. The body has to separate the fiber from, you know, the rest of the fruit to get to that sugar. So if the body has to work hard to get to that sugar, that's good. So when you eat fruit in its whole sense, your body has to work hard to extract that, extract that sugar. That's what it's going after, the sugar and the nutrients. So it has to work hard to do that. What is it doing? 
when it's working hard to do that, it's actually burning calories because it takes energy and energy is calories. It takes energy to break down that fruit to get to the sugars. Now, when you eat something like candy, soda, sweet drinks, even let's say fruit juice, you get orange juice, you get apple juice, pineapple juice, fruit juice like that. It's just candy. What it does, your body doesn't have to break anything down. It's just dumping sugar straight into your system. Mm. That creates a sugar spike. Now, high blood sugar is so dangerous. It can cause blindness. It's so dangerous to the system. So what does the body do? The body sends out the police to get all that sugar out of your system. The police is insulin. Mm. It dispatches insulin to go and get all that excess sugar out and it locks it up in cells. It places that in cells in our body. It stores it as fat. That's weight gain. So that's why we get back to if you just eat a little bit every two hours, then you won't have excess. Mm -hmm. And you can't overeat fruit like that. Now, there are, let me back up. There are some fruit that is high glycemic, tropical fruit, mangoes, pineapple, guava. Those are high glycemic. You can eat too much of that um because it doesn't have the fiber component like an apple does it's the sugar is more readily available just mm -hmm. imagine biting into a pineapple i mean okay. uh, you know. and i think i think parasites also eat high glycemic foods right that makes sense yeah yeah because i know that on a parasite cleanse it's low glycemic foods are recommended so okay it, it, it now it's making sense yeah, it's mm -hmm. all coming together. <laughs> yeah, I'm connecting the dots right now. Yeah. And so what about for people who don't like vegetables? I I was able to make someone start liking vegetables without even forcing it on them. I just would cook it so well. I would season my vegetables the way you would season your meat, bring it to work, and she started loving it. And eventually she started liking vegetables. But what would you recommend yeah. for starters, for someone who just really does not like vegetables, but they want to elevate their health? What would you, what would you yeah. say? That's serious, Jessica. I had, <laughs> I mean, there's people that just don't like vegetables. And yeah. my oldest brother was like that. And he lived in California. All he ate was burritos. He loved Mexican food, burritos, tacos. And, you know, he didn't eat vegetables. He ended up dying of cancer, you know, because that's cancer food. Well, his son, my nephew, was eating the same way. We were just really trying to get him to eat vegetables and, and raw fruit and things like that because we said, hey, you know, that's going to be your destiny and you don't want that. Doing what you did, because I think a lot of people don't like vegetables because it doesn't taste good. Mm -hmm. And I remember as a kid, we had string beans and that vegetable mix, the corn, the carrots and string beans, and they would boil it. And when you'd get it, it was tasteless. And I hated it. I remember hiding food under my chair at the dinner table, you know, because you had to eat your food to get up from the table. So I would slowly slip it under my chair and be able to get up. But if you make the food tasty, season it, get seasons that you love and make it tasty like that, then yeah, people start eating mm -hmm. it. Now I make smoothies and if, if they can do that, that's another good way. Yes. My mm -hmm. favorite 
is a kale smoothie. I will put peanuts in it. I'll put banana in it. And sometimes I even put coffee in it. Mm, <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah, depending on how you yeah, feel, right? Exactly. Instead of drinking okay. black coffee, I'll throw it in there and make a nice healthy coffee. So I'll get nice. the vegetables and you get it raw and it's easily yes. digestible. I think that's a great method for starters. Maybe just applying it to your smoothies. Mm -hmm. Just use like if drink, okay, make a green juice, but use OJ as a base or mango juice or pineapple. I know we don't like to mix fruits and veggies, but for mm -hmm. starters to at least get the nutrients of the veggies, I do think you should maybe start off with a base of a fruit that you do like to yeah. mix all your veggies because it's better than not having veggies at all. But right. eventually, I think you start to develop these senses. You, your body starts to crave the, the, the information, right? You're on a cellular mm -hmm. level. So you'll start to incorporate more and more. For me, my goal eventually is to eat more raw foods to make that more of a priority because raw foods, it's pure electricity it's pure it's electromagnetic you cook foods and it starts to lose its 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 tomato field it starts to become so you're getting less of the of the information of the food right. so yeah a raw raw diet is very important I yeah think. i've i've heard people say oh yeah my cousin was a vegan and they were sick all the time they got cancer and blah blah, blah. well it's important to get raw foods you know, mm -hmm. you can be a vegetarian, oh, yeah. you can be a vegan and just eat cooked vegetables and that's not healthy. Just think of it like this, living food for a living body. Dead wow. food for a dead body. When you cook it, it's dead. Exactly. <laughs> food is fuel. You're not supposed to have itis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to feel like amazing. True. Right. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I do think that that's a great way to definitely incorporate more fruits, more vegetables. Mm -hmm. And what about for people that actually want to eat a vegan diet, but they don't want raw foods, let's say, do you think, what do you think it's the healthiest way to eat vegan food? Would it be just not using that much oils? Because I know oils store a lot of fat. I know if air frying your food is better, or sometimes people use um, like okra, like that gooeyness as a replacement, as an oil, oh, or okay. or you can even, well, I mean, yeah, you can use the air fryer. Sometimes you can even cook foods with water or just steam instead of frying, because right. I know frying, again, takes away a lot of the properties, almost yeah. everything. Like garlic, cooking garlic, you pretty much lost everything. But garlic yeah. itself, powerful. And how can you consume it alone? Putting it on avo toast, on the smoothie. I mean, I know it's a little harsh, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. But or eating it just like that. I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Because you know, wait, sorry, what were you saying? Let me interject this, and this might interest uh, guys especially because I hear that um, I heard a study that um, forty percent of men are affected by ED by the age of forty. I remember working at the casino and I had the young guys come up asking me, hey, Tap, can you let me have some of your Viagra? I'm like, I don't use Viagra. What are you talking about, <laughs> man? But these young guys, you know, want Viagra. They did a study and they took some college students and they let them eat meat. And the next morning they measured their erection, the morning wood. Wow. And then they... They did the same thing with not eating meat, just eating vegetables. 
And did you know they had a stiffer erection when they did not eat meat? Now, if that doesn't motivate you to become a vegan, I don't wow. know what it does. Wow, <laughs> Just wow, wow. The next day. So powerful. Yeah. Wow. And I recommend for those that are watching to watch Game Changers on Netflix. Very, very potent information. And yeah. similar to what you're saying, it's, it's true. You even yeah. dream better when you don't consume meat. Everything. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can imagine that. That wild yeah. animal, the way it was dying, could give you nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a really big agenda, though, with veganism. And come on, it's like Bill Gates promoting the Beyond Me and the Impossible Burgers. And none of that is healthy. If anything, I think that's worse than meat, for sure. It's all lab-made. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people turn vegan and they, they gain even more weight because they're eating all the vegan junk food. And that's not right. real food. Real food is whole foods. You know, Straight. A good way to get started, Jessica, if you just want to try veganism, is go to an Indian restaurant. Yes. They've got delicious. Food. Oh, it's so delicious. <laughs> we should go to an Indian restaurant. That's our next date. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. And that's the way I started. I so went much to flavor. Indian restaurants. Yeah, they know how to do it, man. And yeah, then next man. thing you know, I'm looking online for recipes, Indian recipes, and oh, that's the best eating. Mm -hmm. best eating and it's so colorful too veganism is so right. colorful just the foods you're eating the rainbow you're eating and it's crazy because each color like it's like a different chakra so it can affect different parts different organs yeah. in in the way the chakras are set up in your system so it's oh, amazing but Jessica. then it's like meat <laughs> right one color and then meat come oh. on that's you're eating your shit yeah <laughs> It was made yeah, that way does. for a reason. That yes. rainbow of colors was made that way for a reason to attract yes. our attention and to make us desire it. Oh, mm -hmm. Just listen to yourself. Listen to your bodies, folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is true. And, and also people that feel like shit when they eat a vegan diet. I mean, of course, think about it. If you've been feeding your body meat your entire life and just processed foods and everything, you're full of that. You yeah. can fast for 40 days and you're still shitting. Imagine that's insane. So right. you're full of that. So it's like just you're detoxing, acknowledge that and meditate. Whenever yeah. you feel heightened emotion of anything, even if you're just really horny, <laughs> meditate, guys, meditate, transmute that, transmute that. Oh, wow. Everything, any heightened emotion, just meditate. Okay. I'm yeah. constantly learning when I'm with Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> hey, likewise. Reflections, reflections. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're back to meditation. It's so powerful. It all so goes back essential. to meditation because mm -hmm. everything is meditation. Even food is meditation. When you're eating, you are meditating. When you are cooking, you are meditating. You know, the Bible, and I'm not teaching religion or anything, but the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. That's meditation. Now, let me explain when when I say God, I'm talking about the source of all life. You know, this organized thing has created symbolism of some man with a gray beard. I know. Forget it's about not, all it's that. not personalized. Exactly. Yeah. Forget about all that. We're talking about consciousness. There's something that connects all of us together. That's the source that I'm talking about. That's the energy. That is God. That is the creator. And the creator said, be still and know that I'm God. So in other words, meditate and realize that we are all one. If I hurt you, I hurt me. 
if I hurt me, you hurt. We're all one. We're all attached. And yeah. I saw that on um, Beyond and Back. There's videos on YouTube called Beyond and Back. When my wife passed away, my brother told me to watch Beyond and Back because I was I was, I was a wreck. I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. After 38 years, oh boom, God. she's gone. And so I started watching Beyond and Back, and it was about afterlife experiences. And that just really changed my life. If anybody out there is dealing with the loss of a loved one, mm. go on YouTube and search Beyond and Back. One of the persons, that down. yeah, Beyond and Back. Mm. One of the persons had an experience where they died and they saw everybody and they said that we were all connected by a silver thread. They said everybody was connected by this silver thread and they didn't understand it. But however it is, we're all connected. We're all connected by this life force. We're all one. And that's why, you know, people think it's karma. You know, what you do, you get back. That's because you're doing it to yourself. Of course, you're going to get it back. If I, if I give you a smile, you're going to give me one back. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's me. (laughs) the, The Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You got to love yourself and love your neighbor because it's all one. We're all connected. I hope we can realize that. And when you do harm to others, it's is the karma has to go back to balance. So you're going to get something something bad is going to happen to you because it has to go back to balance. Everything goes back to balance, right? Balance, yeah. unity, neutrality, God. Exactly. <laughs> because polarity is this world of 3D, the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Everything is so diverse. <laughs> Everything is so complex. Yeah. So all we got to do really is just be happy and just do yeah. what our gut feeling says and meditate and eat clean foods so that we can right. have a clean mind. Because if not, we're going to, if we eat junk, we're going to have a junk DNA and a junk mind. And therefore, we're a junk being. So let's heal the temple. Let's heal the mind. And let's listen to the heart. Yes. Aho. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Pulling these other languages on me. So how long are we in? So an hour and 30. Okay. Oh. Is there any, maybe we're getting close to an end. Is there any, any, anything you want to share? Anything at all? Let's go back to fasting. And I want to encourage people to try that along with meditation, because like I said earlier, they are synonymous. Give your body a break. Your body is so resilient. I've seen smokers that smoke for years and they quit and their lungs were able to recover and heal. Mm. Give your body a chance. Fast, skip a meal. If it's just one meal, skip a meal and let your body take a break. Be kind to your body and your body will be kind to you spend some time in meditation now i'm not big on mantras and all these things go on youtube and look up a a, a beginner's video for meditation mm-hmm. the fact that we have youtube readily available for us and accessible uh, at all times it's a game changer like there's just no excuse to yes yes to just go on the road of self-mastery because we have all these tools and resources literally there and that's the beauty of it that's the yeah. beauty of it. We can learn anything we want. We yes. don't need school. We really don't because we can use, can utilize the internet and oh, yeah. learn anything we want. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I got an IT certification. Uh, I got two of them and I got it on the internet. 
You know, yeah. people pay big money to go to school to get IT certifications. I got it on YouTube. And for those that are hearing this, and including you, anyone that wants certifications, that wants to learn, that wants to do courses for a really good economical price, you can go on udemy.com, U-D-E-M-Y.com, and you can just get certified on so many things, herbalism, um, graphic design training, social media marketing, anything you want to learn, you can learn it. And it's a good price very good price so i'm telling you everything is there you just gotta know how to use it and and that's it (laughs) well awesome jessica i have enjoyed the time with you as always and i can't wait till the next time i know same (laughs) oh i did have a question what do you feel about counting calories (sighs) it's complicated you know (laughs) I think that's just too difficult. Mm. It's too difficult. What I encourage is just be sensible. Mm. And my my first wife used to tell me, man, I want to be like you because I would just eat when I got hungry. Mm. But people eat out of habit. There is such a thing as a habit hunger. We get in a habit of eating. And when that time comes, we get hungry. We think we're hungry, but it's a habit and we want to eat. But I got in the habit of just eating when I was hungry. And sometimes it would be to my detriment because I would go too long and then I'd start feeling lightheaded. And I saw, you know, getting low blood sugar. So grab some almonds or something. But mm-hmm. we you just, just got to feel it, right? Yeah. I feel yeah. like calories, counting calories is like the analytical version of that. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. okay, I got to write down. But a lot of things, number one we never really know how how much calories it has we can have an estimate but we never really know so it's just like just trust and just eat what you feel and and be sensible be sensible it's not sensible to eat a big mac a shake and fries a gazillion calories you want to count calories (laughs) that's a gazillion count to a gazillion but it's sensible if you go back to the caveman diet, whatever you can grow in your backyard, you know, if you eat an apple, you're full. And what people don't realize is it takes 10 minutes for the signal to get from your stomach to your brain that you're full. So when you're scarfing food down, you're going to overeat. What I recommend is eat with a friend, eat with somebody so you can mm. talk and eat. You'll eat. It'll force you to eat slower. If you eat slower, then it'll give your body time for that signal to get to your brain that you're full, mm-hmm. you know, just, and chew more, chew yes. 35 okay. times. I was going to get there 35 <laughs> times. Yes, yeah. I've heard that before. And that, that's something that I've really tried doing because Did I you? am a fast eater. <laughs> I swallow I imagine. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> and my partner, I don't even want to talk about it. I have to tell him, slow down. He already has to digest when we're eating. I'm like, what? Wow. How, how does this occur? He's always hungry. It's it's insane. It's insane. But who knows well, if it's going to change in a few years. <laughs> it, it gets back to um, uh, poor digestion. If we realize that we begin mm. our digestive process in our mouth, that's where digestion begins. So if your food doesn't spend that much time in your mouth, if you bite, swallow, then you're getting... Uh, poor digestion because it's got to start here your body mixes it with saliva there's enzymes that actually start breaking the food down right in your mouth so by the time it gets to your stomach it's partially broken down already 
then your stomach takes it from there and mixes it with the acids in the stomach and continues to break it down. But we pass food right through there and then we take the antacids because we've got mm -hmm. indigestion. So eat wow. slower, chew more. And I actually did that one time. I, ch I chewed 35 times. I counted one, two, three. And I was, <laughs> I was eating salad that had vegetables and carrots and things in there. And Jessica, do you not know, I just had a little bit of fiber that was left after chewing it 35 times, just little minuscule. And I was like, wow, all of that was just water, but we just swallow stuff and don't, don't digest it. So spend, spend some time with somebody and have a conversation while you're eating so you can mm -hmm. eat slower and then your body will recognize that you're full mm -hmm. and stop. Now, what I do when I go out to eat, I ask for a doggy bag and I immediately take half of the food on that plate and I put it in a doggy bag because first off, it's way too much food that they serve you way too much food even half of it is is a lot i could take a quarter of it eat it slowly and i'm satiated i feel fine but i, I tell my wife now I, I can't imagine people eat this whole meal themselves because we always split a meal when we go out my wife and i will cut it in half and some restaurants frown on that because they want you to eat that humongous but no we'll split it we ask for two plates and and it's it's fine you're satiated man that is plenty food so that's my tip eat slower chew longer and eat less just be sensible be sensible and i think also when you just swallow your food you create more acid right because the acid is trying to get rid of it so i think yeah. that acid it also it you can confuse yourself into thinking you're more you're hungry again but you're not really hungry you're just your acids are just like fluxing yeah yeah. I mean, you confuse the body when you confuse. put things out of rhythm and the, mm. the correct rhythm is to chew it slowly, digest it in your mouth, pass it to your stomach, pre-digest it, mm -hmm. and then let it do the rest of the work. But when you get out of rhythm, you start passing chunks down there and your, your stomach is like, what the hell? What's going on? Hey, what are you guys doing up there? You know what I mean? The process <laughs> is out of sync. <laughs> and many times when you're hungry, you're actually dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. Drink, water. drink water, guys. <laughs> yeah, by the time you get thirsty, you're dehydrated. You know, you should sip water true. all throughout the you day. Know, uh, I'm going to drink water right now. <laughs> yeah, I've been sipping water through this whole interview. Once I know the camera is on you, <laughs> then I sip. <laughs> but well, as we're Tucker? talking, think about it, Jessica, as we're talking, if you held a mirror up to your mouth, you know you, how you see that fog? Mm -hmm. that's moisture so as we're talking we're expelling moisture and we're spitting also so we're losing a lot of fluids while we're talking you need to drink and you need to rehydrate constantly i saw one time i was in a restaurant and they brought the food out from the kitchen and they set it on this it was like a, a counter where the person was going to pick it up and take it the server was going to take it to the table and the person was standing there talking well the restaurant had some like black lights and it was behind them and i saw as they were talking i saw spitule going out and they were talking over the food and i just saw this spit going out that was going in that food <laughs> and i'm like you know what i'm canceling my order boy oh <laughs> no gross. that's so gross yeah and also it's so important like the, the vibration and the energy that you put while you're making the food, right? Delivering the food. Yeah. That's why you can eat 
if my mom makes a cookie and she gives it to me, I don't even think it's going to do harm to me because the vibration that she put on that cookie is just that's there. Awesome. Yeah, seriously. So that's just really important, guys. When you yeah. cook, make it a meditation, put some nice jazz or, or soul music or anything you like that will just relax you, some binaural beats, anything, right. and just like pray and and set intentions and just add your your vibrational signature to this dish yeah. because it can really heal you because again we are all energy and vibration something and that on, gets overlooked on the other hand jessica when somebody's angry like if my spouse is angry i don't want them fixing food for me yeah if you're angry yeah. i don't want you cooking for me because like you said there's a vibration that's going on there mm -hmm. fortunately my wife doesn't get angry. I don't make her angry that much. So she's always <laughs> lovingly fixing my food. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you seem so mellow. You seem, you don't seem like a harsh, complicated person. No, you seem so no, mellow. No. You're understanding. I'm, I'm Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. Of course yeah. you are. Wow. Yeah, I right. think I was Jamaican in a past life for sure. Really? <laughs> I feel that. I feel like I was a Rasta or something. And that, yeah. you know what I love that they, a lot of them are vegetarians and it's like the yeah. religion and I, I resonate with that and I I love it. I love just the tropical culture and the diversity of all the foods and everything that they use. It's so beautiful. That's another good point, Jessica. Yeah. If somebody wants to start veganism, find a Rasta, a Jamaican store, Ital, order some mm. Ital. There's a lot of vegan food that they make and it's delicious. So if you want to start with veganism, then find a culture that does it and knows how to do it, go find a good Rasta store. Yaman. Rasta, yaman. <laughs> <laughs> and also, guys, Asian stores, Thai, they have a lot of vegetables. So you can also start with that. Um, and what else? Um, even even Spanish food. Like I go to Colombia restaurants and I know it's full of meat, but I eat like a bandeja paisa, which is the rice, the beans, the plantains, the salad, everything. You don't need the meat either. Um, or places that are that don't really have options, you can just order sides. And that's what I do, honestly, and I love it. Yeah. So it's very easy. It's good to start, but definitely yeah. start with drinking a lot of smoothies. I think don't don't skip your green juices a day. Right. It keeps yep. the doctor away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so Tapper, for those that want to know more of your work and what you do, where would you direct them? Go to <laughs> <laughs> healthcoachtapper.com. I'm a, I'm a health coach and I'm full of knowledge. I learned a bunch of stuff today that I can share with them. So come Beautiful. see me, healthcoachtapper.com. Oh, and also guys, for those who don't know, he is also a musician, a saxophone player, right? Oh yeah, did you get the, uh, the book and the CD? So I did get the book. I just haven't had a chance to read it because I've been working okay. ongoing production events, but I'm sure, going to the sure. beach this week by myself and I plan on like at least reading half of it. <laughs> did you throw the CD in? The CD, I do have it as well. I haven't okay. heard it as well either, but I will plug it. listen plug to it. it. I'm going to plug it. I'm going to plug yeah. it. Plug it in Ooh, and I listen can't wait. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's awesome. And do you perform live somewhere? I don't. I used to, you know, since COVID came, it kind of took the enthusiasm out of a lot of things. I really haven't mm. played my sax. I've done some virtual gigs, but those are horrible. 
Oh my gosh. As an entertainer. Oh no. Uh, virtual I, I, just takes out like uh, the intimacy and the soul exactly <laughs> i feel the audience when i'm doing it live and virtual oh, no. there's no feel and if it wasn't for the the little chat box i wouldn't know whether they enjoyed it or not you know it's just oh, horrible no. so I no really we gotta find played. you some gigs honestly <laughs> i'll help you with that let's do it all right <laughs> let's i'm <do> game it. <laughs> <laughs> Spread some love. Spread some love. Spread some. And I love music just in general. Sound is so powerful. Sound is universal. Yeah. It's just sonoluminescence. It's it's everything. It's it's everything, guys. Everything started with ohm. And yeah. look where we are. That's oh, it. Universal that's sound. It. Universal sound. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Much love. Much my pleasure. Much luck, much light to your journey. And I hope to be able to come back here so we can elaborate more on the health game to make it easier for people that are trying to transition to a healthier lifestyle. Yes, and I am love and love radiates from me and people are attracted to me because of that. Ooh. <laughs> Claim your magnetism. Claim your sovereignty. I love that. I love that. But yes, I feel that. You are a ray of light. <laughs> Thank you. And you as well. All right, Jessica. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>